religiously practicing gratitude. Um, I grew up pretty religious. So I think, and I'm not religious anymore, but I would say if there is something that I do consistently, it would be a daily practice of gratitude and just, it doesn't have to be in a journal. It's just noticing things and feeling it so deeply. And when I'm feeling disgruntled, cause that still happens. I can always go back to these moments of deep, deep soul changing gratitude and remember that I am able to feel that even when I feel disgruntled. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share new and different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Our guests come from many different and diverse backgrounds, and the one thing they all have in common is a passion for gratitude. I'm Julie Boye, a gratitude and gut health expert, and I love showing you different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. And I know that every time I start a podcast, I talk about how excited I am to have the guest. And that's true. I'm so grateful to have so many incredible guests come onto my show. Now, today's guest is someone that I had been seeking out for some time. Emily Silva Hoekstra is an incredible gratitude author, and I was just so excited to have her connect and be on the podcast. Emily is a coach and author of four books offering daily meditations and mindful practices. One of her books, Sunrise Gratitude, was named in the 10 books that might just change your life right now. I agree. It's an incredibly beautiful book. And of course, as you know, me being a sunrise photographer and choosing to wake up with gratitude every day, this book is perfect for anyone who feels like me and loves starting their day with gratitude. Or if you're looking for a way to prompt your daily gratitude practice, this book would be a great choice. Her mission is to encourage others to harness their bravery to bring their gifts into the world. She has created several coaching programs, including From Writer to Author, an eight-week program to help aspiring authors navigate the publishing industry. As someone who is writing a book myself, I can tell you that working with someone else while you're writing your book is a great idea. And Emily is a successful published author. So if you're interested in this space and you're looking to get your book out into the world, I definitely recommend connecting with Emily. There's one thing I'd like to ask you before we get into today's episode. And this is specifically for those listening on Spotify, or if you have the Spotify app on your phone. I was wondering if you would take a quick moment to pause the podcast and go to the podcast page on Spotify and click rate this podcast. It's really simple. You can choose one to five stars. That's it. There's no place to add a comment or anything. It takes only a couple of moments, but that rating helps people to find this podcast. The more ratings there are, the more this podcast will be shown to people when they're searching gratitude. Thank you so much for taking time to do this. Now let's not waste any more time and get right into this interview with Emily Silva Hoekstra. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I am overjoyed today to share a beautiful gratitude sister with you today, Emily Silva Hoekstra. Hello, Emily, and welcome. Hi, Julie. Thank you for having me today. I am so excited. I uh, have been following Emily for a while, and 
I was like, I really want to have you on my podcast. And then we spoke briefly and then that message disappeared for almost a year and a half. And let me just tell you a little bit about Emily and you'll understand why it was so exciting for me to have her on the podcast. So Emily quit her corporate job in 2014 to pursue her dreams of becoming an author and starting her own business. She launched a coaching company that specializes in helping women harness their bravery and bring their gifts into the world. She helps her clients with career changes, starting their own businesses, and cultivating their spiritual lives. She lives with her husband in San Diego when they aren't traveling to create their next soul adventure. She is a author and a writing coach, and she has written three books, Moonlight Gratitude, Find Your Glow, Feed Your Soul, and Sunrise Gratitude, which of course I have my very own copy of. I... First of all, it's so wonderful to meet someone who has such a powerful connection to gratitude. And when I start the podcast, I usually have people share their story. And it sounds like you have a really interesting story about how your gratitude practice came about. So maybe if you could kind of share some of that story with us. Sure. Um, Well, first of all, I want to talk about how it took us a year and a half. I think it's just, we were just talking about synchronicity and I never see my Facebook messages. I don't know where they go, (laughs) but um, somehow I saw your second message and I'm just really, I think the timing was perfect for it because there was a year and a half gap. I I saw it somehow. I don't know where they are on, on Facebook, but I did see this one and I just think timing is never wrong. And that's kind of how my gratitude practice began because when I quit my job in 2014, I was pretty scared and excited at the same time because I knew that I needed to do something kind of drastic in order to make my life what I thought I wanted it to be. So I quit my job. I booked a one-way ticket to Bali. I've shared this story many times and I just was really excited to do something like Eat, Pray, Love that book was life-changing for me. And I'm sure a lot of women my age. Um, And so I really thought it was going to be this beautiful, life-changing experience where I was going to be in this jungle and I was going to have the sun on my skin, but it turned out to not be that way. It was pretty rainy and um, miserable weather-wise. And I was pretty disgruntled and complaining a lot. And I read an article, I cannot tell you what it was or where I found it, but I read an article online about the power of gratitude. And I decided that I would start just thinking about things that I was grateful for to see, like almost challenge this person's belief that gratitude changes the way that you feel. So I started practicing gratitude pretty consistently in Bali And one night, and this is the most magical thing, one night I, after like a week of practicing gratitude and being completely upset, I just thought if I'm going to be in the rain for the next month, I'm going to try and enjoy this. So I jumped into the pool and it was nighttime. And as I started back floating, the clouds parted, the rain stopped and the full moon came out through the clouds. And I started crying. I just thought it was so magical. And I really, at that moment, I thought gratitude works. Oh my goodness, gratitude works. And so I've just been religiously practicing gratitude um, 
I grew up pretty religious. So I think, and I'm not religious anymore, but I would say if there is something that I do consistently, it would be a daily practice of gratitude and just, it doesn't have to be in a journal. It's just noticing things and feeling it so deeply. And when I'm feeling disgruntled, cause that still happens. I can always go back to these moments of deep, deep soul changing gratitude and remember that I am able to feel that even when I feel disgruntled. You know, what you said about timing, there is something magical about timing. And you you just mentioned again, like this cosmic divine timing of that moment when you went in the pool, the full moon came out, shared her light with you. I know your first book was Moonlight Gratitude Mm -hmm. and we're recording also, we're in full moon energy. The full moon just passed a couple of days ago, but that energy of the full moon remains. It doesn't disappear right away. And I feel really connected to you and your story. Just, I felt like I was there with you. It's really interesting how energetically you, with your words, you went right back to that place. And I don't know about the listeners, but I was certainly right there in Bali with you in that pool, just staring up and seeing the beautiful moonlight. So uh, you had another month in Bali and then did you just come back to the United States at that time? Like how did your author journey begin? Well, I started writing in Bali, but I didn't come right back. I went to Australia. I had a best friend at the time living in Australia. And so again, I thought, oh, I'm going to go to Australia. I'm going to lay on the beach. But when I got there, it was snowing. So, and it, and they were like, this never happens. I didn't have a jacket. We had to find a friend that was about the same size as me. So I could borrow a jacket from her. And it was just kind of one of those surrender moments. You know, I'm, I packed all these bikinis. I don't get to wear them. I'm going to have to wear the same pair of jeans (laughs) for another few weeks. And it just was my first lesson in the fact that, and I, and looking back, I didn't know this at the time, but looking back, it was like, the universe was setting me up to surrender a lot of things. And it was really painful at first. I did not like that. You know, I think when we have this expectation of how things are supposed to be, especially when we're spending money on them, it can be pretty disappointing. And so I, again, I had this choice. Do I want to be upset and be angry in Australia when I don't know when I'm going to come back here? Or am I going to embrace this snow, wear this used jacket and figure out what we can do with our time while it's freezing outside? So again, I just continue to write through that. I was, I've always written ever since I was nine years old, I've been writing stories and journals, but my author journey to try and get published you know, I took the writing that I did in Bali and Australia. And when I came home without a job, I was just writing and tried to get published. And I received a lot of rejections and it was going to be this beautiful travel memoir because I had traveled all over the world with my previous job. I had just spent a month in Bali and some time in Australia. And I thought, this is the book. This is the one that's going to get published. And again, surrender shows up. No, 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 lots of rejections. So then I put the proposal away for that book. And on January 1st of 2016, I just decided I'm going to really focus on soul's adventures and building out my coaching business. And 27 days later, a publisher was reading my blog and I had been writing a lot about gratitude. 
and asked me if I wanted to write a book on gratitude. And it was not a travel memoir. It was not what I ever thought. It wasn't my expectation of what my book was supposed to be, but it was exactly the right book that I was supposed to write. When you share about expectations, I mean, this is something, you know, that I have been unraveling, of course, for my whole life, right? Being a Gen X child and all these things and growing up type A, honor roll, all these things like unraveling expectations. And the other part that you mentioned about, well, I've spent all this money, right? This expectations that are connected to when we spend money, so it has to work out or the expectations of, you know, if I'm doing something that I'm not getting paid for, like, is it even worth anything? Mm, yes. And we really have this, this societal expectation that's all wrapped around our finances and abundance and all of this. When the reality is you tapped into your gifts, you allowed yourself to write and just write to, for the sake of writing, you weren't, like you said, you weren't looking to write a book about gratitude. You were just writing about what was on your heart and what had been working for you. And I love that this, this came to you in such a way that you allowed you to write the first book. So your first book was Moonlight Gratitude. Yes. And there's a really cool journey with this book as well. Can you share that with me? So when I wrote this book, I didn't really know what I was doing because I had been writing long form essays and chapter type writing. And when this book came to me, it was 85 words or less, 365 meditations. So I had to really bring down my thoughts into a very concise meditative manner. And it was a really great learning experience for me. And it really stretched me creatively and as a writer. And so this book kind of just has a life of her own. And I do believe that she's a Pisces. She was born on March 15th and she is exactly, you know, ethereal and spiritual and kind of just found her legs or wings as we were talking about earlier and now has just become, I, I was able to do the audiobook version. So I was able to record over music. It's beautiful. You know, when, when my publisher came to me with this idea and I asked, could I put music with it? They, everything just kind of fell into place. And on top of that, it's also become a journal. So I have a companion journal with this. So this book that I was so nervous about that I didn't know what I was doing. That wasn't the expectation of the type of book that I would write became this beautiful companion guide and audio version. And I, and I, I just really, as an author, I never thought that I would be recording my voice to my own words. And it's just this beautiful journey. And I'm so extremely grateful. What I love too, is that you have now gifted us with a way to really connect with our writing practices and also better sleep. Mm. You know, that moment we can do the writing, we can listen, we can listen on its own. We can read the book. Like you've really allowed people to tap into your work in whatever way fits their lifestyle, their way of learning, their way of absorbing. And you're right. There is something really special about recording your own words with your voice and such a gift that I never would have, honestly, I never would have thought a book like that would be an audiobook, right? But like you said, put the music to it and it suddenly becomes this incredible experience that you can just listen to before going to bed. Now, 
The funny thing is that I bought, of course, Sunrise Gratitude. Why? Well, my podcast, as you know, is Wake Up With Gratitude. And the thing that I love to do the most when it's not raining here, and I can find gratitude in the rain, just like you, but I just really do love those days when I can see the sunrise over the ocean. You and I both have that in common. Mm -hmm. Seeing the sunrise over the ocean, you know, starting my day with gratitude and just being there, taking photos, sharing my photography. And I bought, so I bought sunrise gratitude, but what I've been doing is actually reading it the night before. I love that. That's okay. perfect. I don't think there's anything, any wrong way of how to do it. This book mm-hmm. is beautiful, by the way. So Moonlight Gratitude has, there's three different options, right? The book, the audio book, and the companion journal. Yes. Okay. And then you have, I'm showing a p- photo, but we're not recording the video, but it's Sunrise Gratitude, which is 365 morning meditations for joyful days all year long. Um, the cover has this beautiful uh, humpback whale, like doing a, a you know breach. Which, as if you follow me on social media at all, you know that I've had a few opportunities in my life to see this happen. Here, you know, I live on Vancouver Island; I get to see it. And then within the book, there's these beautiful images of the ocean and the sun, or the the colors of dawn. And the the book itself is a work of art. Mm-hmm. And so either way, whatever you choose there, it's more than just your words. There's a whole art behind it. Um, tell me about that. Because when you think about writing a book, like you said, you're just writing some words, but how did this kind of work come together as a work of art? So my publisher, Cordo, is the world's number one illustrator, pu- illustrated publisher. So they have an amazing creative team that really does an amazing job pairing words with beautiful works of art. So my first book, Moonlight Gratitude, I I didn't even know that it was going to be illustrated. I just was like, okay, I'll write this book. And when they showed me the illustrations, the woman, her name is Snow Seychelles. She actually lives up near you. And so all of her artwork is inspired by the Pacific Northwest and the ocean. And so when I saw the cover, which is a sperm whale diving underneath the moon, and she has a lots of orcas, I I just thought that the my love for whales, my love for the ocean, always living by the ocean my entire life, it was just another synchronicity. And so they have this creative team where, you know, the first book I didn't really have a lot of say because I didn't, you know, it was my first book. But then the next few books, I was able to kind of have a mood board with them and get an idea of like who I am. And they also just kind of like learned my personality. And so I think that with Sunrise Gratitude, the colors, it was really like, what does sunrise look like? What is the What are the colors of the morning? What's going to inspire calm and joy in the morning? And I think they did a beautiful, wonderful job finding the photos and um, the illustrator on the cover. It's Space Frog Designs and they have amazing artwork too. And it's just all very nature inspired. And if you've read some of my words in either of these books, you know that I am obsessed with nature and I draw a lot of my inspiration from the ocean, the mountains, the trees, anything that has to do with nature, I'm I'm all for it. I think that the connection with gratitude in nature is so simple and so obvious, but sometimes is missed by a lot of people. They, you know, they forget maybe they're caught up in their their journal and they're doing it all in their house and their gratitude might feel 
wrote, or it may feel like they're writing the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. And if someone is like that, their gratitude practice is maybe feeling a little bit stale. They're just feeling like they're repeating themselves. What would you recommend that they try? I would say put down the journal and go outside and mentally take note of what you're seeing. And so I, I say this, you can even do this downtown in a city. There is nature in the city. Just look up at the sky. Um, but I, I do think putting down the journal and releasing that rote of writing and having to come up with three things or whatever the number is in your gratitude journal and just doing it with your body and your mind. So looking up at the sky and maybe there's an interesting cloud formation and just sitting there with complete mindfulness, because it's all about mindfulness. What do I see right now? What do I smell right now? What do I feel right now? And letting your body feel the gratitude for the tree in front of you, the sky. Maybe it's a beautiful snowy day and the sun finally came out. Just like you said, a morning with sunshine. How wonderful does that feel if you're living in a gray area and then you get a day with sunshine? I also will sit in my living room sometimes and in the afternoon, the way the sun hits a certain plant in my living room is so beautiful. And I think because gratitude has been such a practice in my life, I can be more mindful of that moment when the sun comes in at 430, hits this spider plant at a specific, the specific way and just sit there and be like, I'm just really grateful for this plant and how she's just taking in the sun right now. And I think 10 years ago, I would have probably just walked by the plant. This action of noticing is, I think, the underlying foundation of all gratitude practices is just being aware. You know, what you said about looking up at the sky reminded me of one of my favorite YouTube videos, which is called A Grateful Day. And it's these images put together and the words of a brother, David Steinerast, who is a Franciscan monk. And he is, I think he's close to a hundred now. He is still alive wow. and he's got a great TED talk on gratitude, but he's, you know, in this video, a grateful day, he says, you know, look up at the sky. We so rarely look at the sky and see the clouds going by and that's it. And I think what your books do, um, at least the two, the moonlight and the, the sunrise gratitude, those specifically is it's a pause. It's a few moments. It doesn't take long to read, right? It's a few sentences, and it brings you into that present moment and allows you to feel gratitude, which I think for me, if I can help some of the listeners just to get to that place where they pause, like you said, and, and notice that plant and the sunlight or even the rain, mm -hmm. we're getting, we're getting to a beautiful place of gratitude. Yeah. And in my journal, I have a, a monthly theme. Okay. And February's theme is welcoming calm. And I think in our world of hyperconnectivity, and there's just so much information. If we want it, we can get it. Mm -hmm. And I think welcoming calm is all about just stopping and putting that phone down, putting down the need to know more information because it's so available and just seeing what's in front of us, pausing. When we can do that, mm -hmm. it's interesting how our soul will finally speak up. And I feel like all the connection that we have, all the 
expectations and just kind of frantic energy that's going around, our soul stays quiet. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'll stay down here until you're ready to listen to me. Mm-hmm. And so when we welcome calm, we offer almost like a microphone. So it can finally speak to us and say, you know what you really need to do? And then we can hear the answers. And we were just talking about this before we started recording, how the answers are inside of us and we can't hear them if we're constantly looking outward for the answers. If we're constantly looking for more information, I don't think information is bad, but I think there is a moment where we can have a tipping point where there's just too much. Oh, absolutely. You know, I took a summer sabbatical where I was not working and I was doing my best to take care of myself and and dealing with really really difficult chronic pain. And I just, I had my phone off almost all day, no computer, no nothing, sometimes reading books and writing a ton. I got these like sketchbooks from the dollar store and I would just write and write and write with colored markers because I love writing in colored markers, like my favorite thing to do. And you're right. So much just came through me because I allowed this space for it. And I allowed my own intuition, my own heart to speak and come out on the page. And I think what you shared about just finding a few moments of that quiet to allow us to listen is for some people that can be life-changing, even if they just do it a few moments of the day and your books help us to get there. And I really appreciate that. I I have a favor to ask. Um, What's that? Well, because you are now an expert in recording audio, <laughs> um, I was wondering if you would maybe sort of help us round out the podcast today with a short uh, gratitude moon meditation. I have one for you. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. So I want to give the listeners a moment to find some grounding and maybe close their eyes and just take a couple deep breaths to allow the information that was just absorbed to settle. And also allow yourself just this moment of calm, offering gratitude to take this time. It's really self-care to listen to a gratitude podcast. So I'm gonna read a meditation on the full moon from Moonlight Gratitude. Sitting under the full moon's light is peaceful and empowering. Look up at the moon. Notice how it uses the sun's light to illuminate and glow. Contemplate how you can reflect the moon's reflection of the sun to do the same. Breathe in radiance and breathe out darkness. Imagine yourself shining brightly, lighting up any dim or dark places that surround you. Pay attention to what your light reveals and resolve to continue to shed light in this space. Breathe in your light. And as you breathe out, you can open your eyes and thank you so much for spending this moment with me in gratitude. Oh, 
I got to enjoy that too. Thank you for that. What a beautiful way to end the podcast. Emily, I could talk to you for hours about gratitude and I know our listeners are going to want to connect with you. So where's the best place to find you? My website is soulsadventures.com. So that's S-O-U-L-S and then the word adventures. And then I also spend some time on Instagram and that's just the handle at soulsadventures. Beautiful. Thank you so much for the gift of your time, for that beautiful gratitude meditation and the full moon meditation that we can come back to and listen to at any time just to bring us into that beautiful space. I love how the full moon has had such a beautiful role in your life and on your journey. And as we wrap up, Emily, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with? I just want to thank you, Julie, and acknowledge the work that you're doing with gratitude because I think it's a very important message. So I'm really, really honored to be part of this podcast with you today. And for any listener that's having trouble meditating or practicing gratitude, just spend one moment, just a minute every day. Just give yourself that gift of just one minute, put a timer on. And then you can get back to all the stuff that life has for you. But if you can just challenge yourself to one minute a day, I think it would be life-changing. Thank you so much, Emily. Thank you. Thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast. I appreciate you. If you're not already following us on your favorite app, make sure you click on the check or follow podcast so you'll be alerted every time there's a new podcast episode. If you enjoyed the episode and want to help us grow, here's some easy things that you can do. You can leave a review on your favorite app. You can share this podcast with a friend and send it directly. And you can also share through social media. Feel free to tag me on any posts in your stories and I'll repost. Thank you to Paul Tedeschini for doing the post-production audio for the podcast. And one last thing, I hope you're choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.